I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. You're listening to Make Noise Podcast, mini-sode number 473. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. I'm doing a book giveaway. So my brain farted, and I've totally recorded this whole episode and forgot to mention it. So I'm recording this at the end, slipping it in the beginning. So Make Some Noise, which is my third book baby, is a year old. Insert party noises here. My third book baby is one year old, and to celebrate, I am giving away three personalized signed copies. All you need to do is head on over to Instagram, and I'm at Hey Andrea Owen over on the gram. This podcast episode will drop on Friday, September 2nd, and that's when the giveaway will start. If you just look for the book giveaway post there from Friday, September 2nd, it will run until Tuesday, September 6th, and all the instructions will be over there. Just read all about it. Good luck. I hope you win. Thank you so much for your support with Make Some Noise. It was such a joy to write, and I love it. If you haven't read it, um, maybe you'll win a copy, and the link will be in the show notes. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. We have officially kicked off the self-care theme. I made that sound very official. It did not mean for it to sound as serious as it came out. But I was thinking about this mini-sode, and I wanted to talk about, like, let's start from the basics. Let's talk about what what is self-care? What does it mean? And I Googled it, of course, because what what else would I do? <laughs> I'm like, what are other people saying about self-care? I know what I think self-care is, but let me let me get some more information. And I want to... The reason I think that I wanted to talk about it is because it's so broad. It really encompasses so many things. So in this mini-sode, I'm going to talk about, like, what is it? Some barriers as to why we don't 
engage in enough self-care. People don't engage in enough self-care. And then where to start? Where do I start? Because it's so broad. It can feel a little overwhelming. All right, let's get into it. So the the, the WHO, the World Health Organization, not the band. I think it would be a lot a lot more fun if it was the band that said this. But the World Health Organization has this list, and I'm going to read it. A lot of these things are going to be things where you're like, I, I, okay, I know that. And some of them are going to be maybe things that you didn't think of, that you just kind of took for granted. Hygiene, right? Hygiene, uh, nutrition, lifestyle factors like exercise level and leisure activities, Environmental factors such as your living conditions and your social habits, socioeconomic factors such as someone's income or your cultural beliefs, uh, your medication and following treatment plans for any illnesses that you might have. Self-care is also prioritizing, excuse me, prioritizing one's physical and mental health. It's also adopting healthy lifestyle habits that can be maintained long-term, which I'm going to touch on that in a minute. It is eating a healthy diet, finding exercise activities that you enjoy. Key word there, that you enjoy, not that you hate, not that you do exercise because you think you should or because you think it's going to help you get to a certain body size or maintain a certain body size, that you actually enjoy it and participating in it regularly. So it's not just about finding the activities. I like to do that. I like to plan out my activities, including exercise, and then not necessarily following through with them. (laughs) Okay, self-care is also getting an adequate amount of good quality sleep. If you run around in the personal development circles long enough, which I'm sure you do, you know how important sleep is. Some expert somewhere along the way has been talking about sleep. That's actually reminds me, I have not had somebody on to talk about sleep. If you know anybody who is like the expert, besides Ariana Huffington, I don't know if she would if she would be on my show. I could ask her. I could call her up and ask her. Um, we need somebody to come on and talk about sleep. The last couple, following treatment plans for existing conditions accordingly. I feel like that they kind of repeated that one from, from the other one about medication. And taking time out for yourself to participate in healthy activities you enjoy. Well, if that isn't, general. I don't know what is. So that's just like an overview. It Notice it doesn't say taking bubble blah baths, getting manicures and things like that. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then knock yourself out. I love a good bath and a, and a manicure. Of course I do. So those are the basics. Those are the, the one, two, threes of, of self-care. And I think it's so important that we also talk about barriers to self-care. I read this list also from The Who. And um, it was like, okay, these are my people. Barriers to self-care, having low self-worth. So you feel like, how I translate that is like, you feel like you don't deserve it. Or you feel like when I get everything else done, then I will be able to deserve to do the thing, you know, sleep, exercise, whatever it is. Feeling guilty. Do men feel guilty? (laughs) For prioritizing themselves, do you think? Do you, do you think they do? Many, maybe some of them. I'm sure some of them. Yes, but in my humble opinion, women often feel guilty 
for prioritizing themselves, for taking good care of themselves. Another barrier, lack of planning. Yes, lack of planning. What is that saying? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I feel like that's a, that we're bordering on hustle culture over there, but it is true. It is, it is very true. Um, too many responsibilities. You have too many things on your plate. If you guys missed the episode that I did with Laura Danger, and uh, it was a couple months ago, I'll pop it in the show notes. It was so good. I follow her on all the socials, and I love her videos so much. I love what she teaches. She talks about the division of labor in households and just how important it is and how much more we should value that and get help. Okay, too many responsibilities. Um, Workplace culture surrounding self-care, which I thought was really interesting. Having not worked in an actual office for a company since 2007, I forget that, and I worked for an exercise company the last handful of years of my corporate life. So they definitely prioritized self-care, but I can see how capitalism and prioritizing productivity first, prioritizing profit, prioritizing the bottom line of the company and the shareholders and all that, that can that can trump self-care. And also, I mean, there's sort of the one of the obvious ones is is change isn't easy for most people. Changing this is the reason that habit books and podcasts are so popular. We have trouble keeping forming and keeping habits. Making change is not easy. So where do we even start? I, I want to share something with you that I have done recently and, and not so recently that is helpful and is also free. The only thing that it's going to cost you is time and space in your brain. I may have mentioned here on the podcast, I'm sure I have, that I have, at, at least when I, yes, when I became, when I started working for myself, when I left corporate and started working for myself, I formed a mastermind with a group of women. Now, you do not have to be an entrepreneur to do this. I know that most of you listening are not. And you can still form a group of people. doesn't have to, any gender is fine. And these are the people that you get together with on a regular basis, whether it's virtually, whether it's a conference call, whether it's in person. And even if it's, I suppose you could even do it over email or just text, where you you really co-create the relationship of the mastermind yourself. The way that I've always done it is it's typically five of us and we meet once a month. I think I've had it before where we met every other week for about 90 minutes and every person takes a turn in that 90 minutes. You could even do it with three people, two or three people, four people. You could do it with 10. Five seems to be the magic number for me. And everybody gets a certain amount, just do the math, and everybody gets a certain amount of time to bring something that they are stuck on, to bring something that they want to create movement and momentum on, on, that they just haven't seemed to be able to do that for whatever reason. And you create the relationship in the beginning. So you know how to support each other, so you know the logistics of the group, so you know that everybody commits to it being a priority and that it's a sacred group. That's usually why they fall apart, P.S., is because some members just 
don't feel like showing up, they're chronically late or just don't want to be it in any anymore, whatever. That's that's their thing. But that's typically why I found that they kind of disband. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I've been in a mastermind for forever. They change from time to time. And the last one I was in for years, I've, I've been in two of them that lasted for at least five years. And this last one that I was in really just kind of disbanded because COVID and a few other reasons. And I, I recently created a new one with people that I have met in the National Speakers Association, the NSA. And already it's amazing. And I pulled one person out of the group. I just threw out there. I was like, I need some accountability. This is why people hire coaches, by the way. <laughs> and I know this. I don't necessarily need coaching. Here's what I came to realize. I need somebody who's going to hold me accountable. And there's so many different ways to do this. And you really have to find what motivates you. Some people are highly motivated by by punitive <laughs> consequences. <laughs> some people are motivated by competition. Some people are motivated if something is gamified. Uh, there's just some people are motivated by money. And her name is Nora, and she and I worked out something that works for both of us. Because as an entrepreneur, if if no one has is holding my feet to the fire, if I don't have to answer to anyone except me, I, I'm. There can be months that go by where I'm just like, I'm, I don't feel like just taking this whole month off. You know, it's like I found myself ebb and flow between feeling really scrappy and feeling not so scrappy. And anyway, lots of compassion for myself. I do not call myself lazy anymore. It's just not a word that I use. It's, it's seasons of my life. It's just how it works. And there are paid masterminds. I've been in them before. They have different kinds of advantages. But I mean, I'm all for the free ones. I I think they're amazing. And one of the secrets to that success is being really transparent from the beginning with this person, whether it's accountability, 
accountability, accountability, or a mastermind and or a mastermind, I should say, from the beginning, create the relationship. Here's how I we had Nora and I had our meeting in at the very end. I'm like, how do you like to be supported? Do you like a you go girl? Do you like um, tough love? Do you want lots of compassion and empathy and flexibility? Do you want a combination of that? Because if you want a combination of that, I'm going to need you to tell me what you need. And I'm going to be asking you a lot. What is it that you're looking for for me in this moment? When you come to me and you're feeling you've got a lot of negative self-talk or you did not meet the deadline that you wanted or you're having some imposter syndrome going on. What is it that you want? I just wanted, I want to give you some options, whether you're in a place of you have just let all your self-care go and you're needing to kind of jumpstart that or you're in a place where your self-care is great and you want to, you know, start your own business or get a promotion or make enough money where you can take a month-long vacation to Europe or whatever it is, there are options for you. And I just, I cannot say enough really great words about having a mastermind, creating your own, I call it a peer mastermind uh, and or an accountability buddy. So that's a place to start. And in terms of like where to start in your own life, I think that list that I gave you from the who, uh, start with the basics. I mean, a lot of these are just like your hierarchy of needs, making sure that you're sleeping enough, eating the right foods, et cetera, et cetera. And another thing that that I've learned the hard way over the years, are you like me where you, a lot of my clients are like this. <laughs> they hire me and they're like, okay, here are my goals. I am, you know, they they haven't worked out in a year. They have been eating foods that just don't agree with them and they are behind on work. And they have this list of goals that is enough for three people. I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to totally clean out my refrigerator and, and prep all my food. And, you know, then the list goes on and on. And I am all for big, audacious goals. Like, you get it. However, just like anything, starting small is your key to success. You have to have those little wins. You need that, I don't know which, if it's serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, glutamine, whatever, not that last one, but whatever it is that goes off in your brain when something great happens, when you are proud of yourself, when you can cross something off that list, that's what you need. So all the habit books will tell you that. I'm sure most of them will. You need to have these small wins in order to build up that momentum that you can keep doing it. And then your list can go go from there. All right. So start small. And if you are doing all of the basics in terms of personal development, because that's, you know, what this podcast is about, let's get a little bit more granular here for a minute. Where to start? I know that I bring you episodes every week that are really all over the place. And that's why I try to break it down into themes. But there's still it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And I know that some of you listen to my podcast and other people's podcasts just as you're working out, as you're in the car, as you're um, getting ready in the morning. I love that. Hi. And um, just to like have something, 
I, I, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to. I just now love the sound of their voices and have it on. Like Maintenance Phase is one of them. You're wrong about um, Brene Brown's podcast. Sometimes I don't even, I'm not even totally listening, but I just like to have it on. Like they're my friends. That's fantastic. Do that. Keep doing that. And I know that there is a group of you who really absorb everything and go and buy the books of my guests and and all of those things. So if you're in that place, and you might kind of ebb and flow back and forth to those two personas that I described. But if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, like where do I start in my own personal development journey? I have a couple of suggestions. The first one is pick something where the person that you're listening to, you know, if it's my podcast where I have different guests almost every week, if there's somebody who just knocks your socks off, I feel like that's telling you something. So look at their work. And maybe it's not just them that you follow or, you know, take their programs or whatever. Maybe it's that particular topic. Um, I had Shantae Cohn on a few weeks ago, and she is a therapist and counselor and very much into the spiritual realm and goes like, you know, it's a seven layer dip with her. And that might have felt like just magical to you. I had David Hayward on, I think the week after her, talking about religious deconstruction. That might have been like, oh my gosh, that is the path I need to follow. Maybe that's how you felt. I've had people talking about Enneagram, like whatever it is that lights you up the most, spend some time on that for a little bit. That's that's one way to do it. Another way is to, if you've bought any of my books, let's just take uh, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, which I have. I have an announcement about that book coming up soon. Stay tuned, my beautiful listeners. I'm so excited. That book has 14 chapters on different behaviors that we all do to some degree. Pull that book out, whether you have it on Audible or a hard copy of it, and run through the chapters and think about the ones that you feel like you struggle with the most, or you took the most notes in, or you highlighted the most, whatever that is. And maybe you buy another book just on that particular topic, or you bring that topic to your therapist next week. That could be one way to do it as well. And I've mentioned this in a podcast like a million years ago on the same topic. Speaking of how to stop feeling like shit, I believe it's chapter three that I talk about numbing out. I do believe that when we numb out, that behavior has the potential to turn into either some kind of disordered behavior or an addiction. Having been that person myself and seeing not just in my life, but in seeing it in the lives of many other people, whether they consider themselves in long-term recovery or not, that has the potential to upend your life in an extremely positive way. Cutting, not just cutting out the substance or behavior that it is that we have the problem with, it's the work that comes once we do it. When, you know, the, the, when we connect the dots of like why we're doing it in the first place. Um, I would start there if, if that's a thing for you. So maybe you saw yourself in one of those. I remember when I got sober, 
I realized that I had gone from being someone's daughter to you know, when I was 15, I was somebody's girlfriend and I was in a relationship where my identity was very much wrapped up in being this person's girlfriend. And then I became his wife and then I wasn't his wife anymore, but then I pretty quickly became somebody else's wife. <laughs> and um, so Jason and I got married in 08. I got sober in 2011. And I, I mean, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I didn't really have a whole lot of autonomy. And I was a, and then I was a mother in 2007 and 2009. So it was like, who am I? What do I want? What do I stand for? What are my yeses and nos? What are my boundaries? What are my goals and aspirations? And it was easy. It was fairly easy to, on the surface, talk about, you know, goals, hopes, aspirations, and things like that career-wise, but I didn't know. I, I had always been wrapped up in somebody else. So when I got sober, a lot of my self-care was, of course, those basics that I listed, but it was also taking care of my own identity. What does what does my identity look like? So it was a lot of my own soul-searching and journaling and answering powerful questions that I got either from a coach or my therapist at the time. And this has been a mixed bag episode, as they usually are. I tell you what, my ADHD diagnosis last year, so last year and the year before, pointed a lot to this podcast. (laughs) Because I've always felt like I am all over the place. And you know what? That's how my brain works. And I'm just, I'm not going to apologize for that. But I I hope this was helpful for you. (laughs) I just love you guys so much. I appreciate you listening. And if you, if you do feel like you could use the support of a coach, that's what I do. That's what I do. And I have two amazing lead coaches, Sabrina and Liz. Um, And we do have some openings this fall. So head on over to andreaowen.com slash apply and we will get you started on that thank you thank you thank you for listening and remember it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place bye for now Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.